to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. Hi Pat Francis, I'm Murray Valeriano. Murray, nice to have you back in the sea. It's been, this is the first, uh, your first solo record for 2020. This is it, huh? This is the, this is the one that's going to set the uh, tone for the rest of the year. This is your... For the next two episodes I'll do for the rest of this year. <laughs> no, we're going to do... Um, what was the one we just talked about? Oh, we, no, we have to we have to do it soon too. The oh, we got to do Rock and Roll Hall Rock of Fame. and Roll Hall of Fame 2020. Yeah, so we're not going to talk about no, that. No, 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 we're no. We're going to no, save no. all that up. All right, absolutely. Um, how was your holiday season? Um, not great. Not great. You didn't get anything good. Oh, I got new pants. Oh, do, are you wearing them? No, no, I'm not wearing <laughs> no, any. No, pants. they're show pants. Show pants. Show well, pants. Show what, pants. Do they got a? Are they crease? They got a crease? No, they're corduroys. All right. Mm-hmm. When you walk yeah. up, does it go? Yeah. Here's the deal. So, do you have, cord- do you have corduroy material? I don't mean ma- the material that they're made of. I mean comedy material. I have one joke about corduroys. All right, I like it, but it has nothing to do with the pants. Okay. Um, I was on the road. I got home. On, this is. It. I got home on Christmas Eve. So I, I drove like nine hours to be home on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve instead of flying. Go home on Christmas Eve. My parents come on Christmas Day. Boo! I mean, yay! No. Hi, mom and dad. Nope. Boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they stay for 10 days. 10 days. Is a and it was time. cold and rainy. So we're in the house the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. They what? leave. Frank and I get sick. Yeah. And he stays sick until the day before school starts. Yeah, because we canceled this record because oh, I was you were sick. sick. Yeah, I was and sick. I had just gotten over it. Because uh, Rita was sick, and then I tend I was primarily tending to her sure. people I was working, and then I got sick. Well, so. here's the deal. My kid gets sick for two days, gives it to me, I get sick for a week and a half. I don't know what the deal is, but well, so age. Yeah. <laughs> nah. In 20 years, you'll be, you'll be sick for four weeks. <laughs> so that was my holiday season. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Just caught up on a ton of movies and that's it. Well, I'm so glad we rescheduled this so quickly. I had to cancel two. I had to cancel with Christy. Oh, and that's the elusive Christy. The elusive Christy. And that's a bite in the ass because I don't know when I'll get to reschedule that. You know what? I texted Christy over the holidays and she didn't text me back. So she's dead to me. Sometimes she does that. I don't know if no, she's well, that's, not that's on her maybe phone. her relationship with you, but Christy and I have <laughs> a texting, healthy, texty relationship. So, well, stop sending her that eggplant emoji, and maybe she'll text you back. <laughs> um, I put a purple marker on my penis, and I'm sending that now. Oh, and you're just calling that? I just call it the eggplant. <laughs> uh, send that to me. <laughs> I want to post that. Okay, what we're doing today? We came up with this months ago. We're finally doing it. It's called the record. Years ago, I think you approached me like last year with this. I think uh, 2017. It's called the. Uh, I call it the record label challenge. I'm okay, giving, that's fine. I'm giving you. I gave Murray a record label. I gave him Chrysalis Records. Yes. I felt that maybe that might be out of his wheelhouse. He says it's not. It's so not. That's cool. It's not, man. That's cool. I, and and I, the first band that came to mind um, is one of my favorite bands. So it worked out really it's well. It's so funny how many bands that immediately come to mind for me that you didn't choose. Bl- well, Blondie. Well, we play Pat Blondie. Benatar. We play Pat Benatar. UFOs. Ramones. We play Ramones. Now, we play- okay. Now here's here's I got here's <laughs> this is what's gonna because I look this is already gonna start because already gonna start. but I, but I'm not but but it's um but it's not your fault. I'm gonna take full responsibility for this. Okay. When I gave when I set this up, I assumed that Murray. Oh, I would. I you shouldn't assume. Would research. <laughs> You shouldn't assume. I assumed that like Murray would take would 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 take songs 
Like if Blondie was when Blondie was on, let's say you picked Blondie because okay, they were on sure, Chrysalis. Sure. I would assume that you would have taken a song from one of their Chrysalis albums. And for some of you artists, you didn't do that. See what I mean? Oh, I don't know about that. No, no, no. There were quite there's a couple. Well, we'll, we'll talk and I don't as know we what, go. I don't know what they are, and I'm not going to look it up. But sure, what, sure. what I'm saying is, like if you would have played, like let's say you took Blondie and you played Maria, I'd be okay. like, well, that wasn't on one of their Chrysalis albums. Right, so right, right. That, that's what in the future. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Well, let me know which ones, because okay. I did with a couple of them. First of all, you, you can't. <laughs> it's so fucking confusing. Also, I wanted Chrysalis in the U.S. I didn't want you to go. Because, like, the Ramones are on Chrysalis in the U.K. But well, they that you Chrysalis didn't. I, I know. The I know. other one was. This is for the, the other. The other rule is. Uh, um, this is for the future. Yeah, the, the first rule is uh, obvious, and yeah. I thought I did, and point out the ones I didn't. I, I, but well, I, I don't even know what they are now. But when okay. I when I yeah, was, when we when get I was to them, when we get to them, well, I don't even know if I'll look them up. Okay, well, okay. We'll see. And I took a couple of liberties. I'm not going to lie to yeah, you. Yeah, you took a couple of liberties. But so in the future, we'll try to be a little bit more uh, Nazi-like. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Let's let's all right. Let's take. <clears throat> Sinead O'Connor, who I'll be playing okay. later. Yeah, she her first four albums are on Chrysalis, right? And then she's on a bunch of other Atlantic. Yeah. and then she's on shit I've never heard. Because that's what happens when uh, these veteran artists, when their career is in decline, they yeah. go to other labels. Or you get a bigger band, which I have, and, we'll, mm -hmm. and I'll stop telling everybody what I'm bringing. But um, they they were with Chrysalis, but then EMI bought Chrysalis, and yeah. now they're on EMI, but yet they're still a Chrysalis subs, and, and so yeah. it's so fucking confusing. Yeah. I tried to, because especially Chrysalis, it just it get, got swallowed up by EMI, which got swallowed by Universal Music Group, which got, you know, so it's hard to, it's really hard to pin down these albums. I mean, I'm not a big audiophile where mm -hmm. I have to have a vinyl, but I do miss the days of picking up an album, reading the back, reading the liner notes, and reading the label. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't do that on MP3. I mean, right. you can. You have to go digging right. through MP3s to find it, right. and then you can't read it when you get to our age. You have well, to put on your readers. Tell the people the label you gave me. I gave you Rough Trade. Rough Trade. Now talk about out of wheelhouses. Now here's what I did. I went to um, I went to Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. I clicked on Rough Trade, and then I clicked on list of Rough Trade artists, and all these artists came up. And there's there's bands here that I know their names. Like right. I've heard of this this band. But uh, what I did then is then I just, um, I would just read a band name and I would just click on a random band name and then I would go to, I would go to iTunes and listen to some of their music mm -hmm. and then, and make sure that I picked a song that was on rough. Cause a lot of these bands, they have like two albums on rough sure, sure. and then they're somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was really, um, I was really diligent mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I, today is going to be a day I have never played any of these artists. Oh, that's life. great. So See, this, I love that. So yeah, so that, that's what, that's why I was excited to do this. Right. And, you know, to get, you know, and, and thank you because you picked an amazing, because when you told me that on the phone or when you texted it to me, I'm like, I, I, I think you texted what, me back like, Oh shit. Or, uh -oh, uh, yeah, or I don't something. know what the fuck that is. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I think there, there's some stuff on there you'd like. Yeah, there is. Okay, I, good. I, all the songs I picked. I oh, like. fantastic. Awesome. So, um, so this will be fun. So mm -hmm. let's, Let's do it up. Let's start with Murray Valariano and Chrysalis Records. And you you can, the order on your paper, well, you, I, can, you can tell me any, any I'm kind of calling an audible that I called last night for you. I'm gonna, I was just performing in Cincinnati. Um, and uh, Michael Bagford, M. Bags himself, mm -hmm. drove down to the show. Cool. I mean, he drove like an hour and a half to come down to the show. Oh man, he wasted such a t lot of time. But it was worth it. Now, he said the show was interesting. Can you thumbnail it? Why the show was um, interesting? The show, which show? Oh, Sunday night show. Because um, he said, I'll let Murray tell it. The show was interesting in the fact that, uh, first of all, it was a Sunday night show. It was packed. Um, 
to the stage right was about 25 18-year-olds celebrating a birthday. Okay. And there was a chatty uh, table in the back and about 20, I don't know, 15 minutes into my set, I just abandoned my whole set and just talked with, fucked around with the 18-year-olds and the guys in the back and just, it was awesome. It was crazy. It All right, was, good. It was like, it was organized chaos. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't your oh, normal show. Oh, it wasn't a bad show at all. Normal show. Fantastic. It was great. I had a blast. You went off book. Yeah. It was my last day, my last show of the tour. Okay. I was fine not fucking muddling through my set one more time. Probably kind of sick of hearing <laughs> yeah, some of the same for yourself. two and a half months doing it's the same fun. shit. Time for Murray to So have I just fun. fucking trashed it. I, and these kids were, they were fun. They were to play with. There was a set of identical twins to the left that didn't look alike. And yeah, it was just a blast. It was just, I just fucking riffed all night. Did you, uh, did you and M Bags have a cocktail afterwards? We did. He came out and I have to. So M Bags is a drinker is what you're telling me. No, actually he, I think he drank soda water cause he had a long drive, a long drive. but he did have a Corona. So he's a pussy. He did have a Corona he's, so he's at a the car. Uh, no, he's, uh, he had a Corona. Is there a two show. drink minimum? I don't think at this club there's a two all drink right. minimum. Um, it's Go Bananas in Cincinnati, by the way. Anybody, it's a great club. Jeff Tate hooked me up with it. Oh, okay. Friend Excellent. of the show. And uh, he is came down. Is it a Tate out of Tate, that club? I'd give it a Tate out of Tate. All right, cool. And he came down. We hung out for a little bit one By time. By the way, if you don't drink, you're not a pussy. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I don't saying drink. That. I've been on the wagon for three months. I'm just, I'm just joking. I haven't okay. drank in three months. I haven't drank for three, three hours. All right. Well, <laughs> glad well, you haven't drank so, before this. So great. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that the Rock Solid fans are fine. Oh, and other ones also. Uh, I met P.F. Wilson. Now, oh, P.F.'s a cool guy. He's awesome. I wish I had more time to hang out with him. He did, uh, I did He's his, fat though, right? Oh, He's really fat. Dude, Disgusting. Lay off the Snickers, buddy. Yeah, Jesus, P.F. What does he load. weigh? What does he weigh? 84 pounds? 85. Okay. Uh, he was great. I did an interview for his podcast, and I think the City Beat for Cincinnati. Oh, whatever. nice. It's That's like great. the LA Weekly there with him. And, you uh, press junket. Yeah, press junket, and he sent me some OMD, of course. Yes, because that's do, his band. He would do that. <laughs> but I have to apologize to him and M Bags uh, and a couple other guys because I, I also have family in Cincinnati. Oh, that's tough then. Yeah, yeah. And Even though you'd rather be with the strangers, that you I know. I'd rather, I'd rather. M Bags and I only mentioned, talked about Genesis for one minute, so it's not enough. But there's a lot of there's some family drama that went on. So like M Bags and I were supposed to have lunch, but I couldn't because I had to deal with family stuff. And then I had a friend I went to high school with named Eva who came out to the show, but, and we were going to go to a, the bar next door and, but they had a band and we couldn't talk. So she came out to the show the next night. Gotcha. And so to catch up, so I was kind of like juggling, catching everyone. up with M bags and Eva and Eva's friend. And then the MC was hanging you, out with yeah. us. And, and then, then you then, feel bad when you let someone down. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Get, I know. So I, I apologized uh, profusely if that's a word to M bags and uh, hopefully we can get together for lunch next time or at least hit a record store or something. There's a guy, Kurt that listens. He lives right here in Van, Van Nuys. We've been trying to get together for lunch for, for months and I can never do it. So oh, mystery Kurt. Uh, Kurt Payne is. Yeah, his I know. Name. I met that guy here. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, very he elusive. <laughs> he's very elusive. No, he's not. Yes, I think he, he is. is. No, he is. He is. <laughs> All right, let's go to the list. What? So, are you going to play the M bag song? I'm going to play the M bags. I mean, he drove an hour and a half to come to the show. I, I appreciate it. He, when he saw Chrysalis, he was like, "You better play some Gentle Giant." And I'm like, "Whatever song do you want from Gentle Giant?" So, listen, before we get into this, I want this is some prog rock bullshit. All right. I want you to take everything you know about prog rock, everything you hate. The uh, meandering keyboard solos, the nasally vocals, the unsingable melodies, mm -hmm. just embrace it because it has all this. All right. This and is Gentle Giant. It's called Just the Same from an album called Freehand, 1975. I know the name Gentle Giant, but I, for the life of me, I've never heard their music. Maybe I've heard two or three songs from them. And M Bags loves them. So M Bags loves them. Just the same. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
No, I should have given you a count in time, sorry. But he, it's fine. He, he gave it to me. Oh, he did? Okay. Sounds like Gabriel era Genesis. A little bit, yeah. A little yes, too, you know? Oh, for sure. God, this is Prog Rock 101. It's got it all. If you're into Prog Rock, you're getting a Prog Rock boner right now. Oh. Oh, I just got eggplant all over my screen. <laughs> wow. Hey, I liked it, though. I'm yeah, I mean, up. if you like prog rock, man, that is everything. And, and now this goes against your rule because they're on Chrysalis in the UK from 75 to 80. So yeah. um, that goes against your rule that you didn't tell me was a rule until I got here. Uh, they were on Chrysalis from 75 to 80? In the UK. In the UK. Okay. Well, you know, like I maybe said, maybe they didn't have an American we're, we're, release. Maybe they're only on. Maybe they're only on. Uh, here's what we're saying: we're bending the rules a lot on this one. And the next time, we're gonna you be. You can't uh, bend uh, the rules if we didn't know them. Be, well, you can't. There's rules next time. All right. I'm gonna be fine. a hardcore asshole next time. Oh, that's good. Well, I stop now. All right. So this uh, this artist may have been on many different labels, but for this song, she was definitely on Rough Trade. This is from the album Acid Tongue from 2008. Yes, good. This is Jenny Lewis, Carpetbaggers. Awesome. I'm so glad you got Jenny Lewis. I'm so glad you picked Jenny Lewis. I really think you should dive into her a little more. She's really good. She's LA based, isn't she? That I don't know. That I don't know. I know she lives here. I don't know if she's out of here. If that's her original uh, city or not. But she is great. Yeah, I was. I was thinking about. Wonder if I could get her as a guest on the show. Oh, that I mean, would be great, man. She's uh that the title track to Acid Tongue is fantastic. Also, that got a lot of uh, airplay on like KCRW around here in eighty eight point five and all that. And uh, have you ever, are you familiar with Rilo Kylie or the Postal Service? Yeah, that, that's it. Rilo Kylie. I know that's her band, right? Okay. And the Postal Service also. She did with uh, What's His Fuck from uh, Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> what's His Fuck? I can't. He's so... Ugh. Ben Gibbard. Just, just annoying to look at, Ben Gibbard. I'm trying to look through my Twitter feed currently because... Okay, here we go. So, you know I've been trying to get Liz Fair on the show. Yes. So, the other night she tweets, My job is not my job. My job is to stay good at my job. That's my job. Right. I saw that. And then I responded with, my job is to continue and try to book you as a guest on At Rock Solid Show. I still have these books to give away. And I put mm-hmm. it, added a picture of the book. And then she put like, like ha, 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 like for right. two lines and, and then a gold thumbs up. And then, uh, and then I said, I'm going to assume that is a strong yes. <laughs> and then... 
she replied just yesterday, it's a medium yes. Oh, all right. So, you know, I, I, she, um, I do engage with her and she does answer me back. And so no exile in Patville just yet. Not yet. I not mean, yet. And I, I really, when she's on, I'm really going to ask her about her PR person telling me that, that she gets a $6,000 podcast fee. I'm, I mean, I've talked about it here. Are you going to talk to her about it on this, on air? Um, when the show, when it's over, I'm going to, I'm going to go, let me ask you a question. Wait, on air, you're going to talk to her about of that. Of course I am. All right. Well, all right. I, I won't I be there to block you from getting punched <laughs> like I was with fee way bill. Uh, um, okay. Jenny Cre- Lewis out of Seattle. She's from Seattle, from but Seattle? I think she lives here now. I'll try. Okay. I'll try. Uh, uh, but I highly recommend you go into her, uh, discography. I didn't know what you're going to say. Discography. Into her dressing room. <laughs> go into her dressing room. <laughs> Okay. Bring your eggplant. I only have you for a short time today. You've yes, already that's told true. me. I know. So I got to pick next up my tune. Kid. Was that me already? Yeah. Oh, I just all right. Jen so um, <clears throat> somehow I didn't do my research on this, but I, I, I knew of General Giant through Jethro Tull. Okay. And they were tight with Jethro Tull, and that's how they got signed to Chrysalis. And I've said this a bef- thousand times. Um, Pat gave me five or six albums from Jethro Tull that are past their prime. Yeah, I, yes. I think their last, the last ten, maybe the last prime album for last Black and Better Woods was Into the Woods. Maybe that, you know. Yeah, and then these are all the like eighties, uh, whenever late seventy, eighties, and early ninety. It's so great, man. And it was one of those where I just looked at it. And I'm like, how do I even pick? Like, how do you even pick? And so, so just I just jump went, in. I well, after Mbags forced me to play that prog rock <laughs> bullshit at knife point at a bar in Cincinnati. Um, I said, we got to clean this shit up, man. So let's just go with a heavy rocker off a of crest of a nave, 1987, I think. This mm-hmm. is the album that kicked Lars Ulrich in the nuts. So I'm happy to play this. This is Steel Monkey. This is on Chrysalis also. It definitely is. Yes. As the moon slips up and the sun sets down. Can you turn this up? I'm a high-rise jockey and I'm heaven-bound. Do the workbook shuffle, loose brains from brawn. I'm a monkey puzzle and the lid is on. Can you guess my name? Can you guess my trade? I'm gonna catch it anyway. You might be right. I mean, I that's a treadmill song for me. That's man. great. I fucking love that song so Such much. A good tune. And it rocks so hard. And that was my that when you said Chrysalis, I'm like, tall. That was my that was my that was my band. Yeah, because that that's uh that's that's a chrysalis. I mean that's they were that chrysalis. jumps right out at me, chrysalis. Yeah, but they they also switched out too and switched uh labels uh later on too. But um yeah, that was that was the first one I thought. I remember buying Aqualung, uh Thick as a Brick, and just that Chrysalis uh I'm watching them. those albums aren't on Chrysalis, but I remember uh, just yeah. picking up and just say Chrysalis is the first one, man. Yeah, for me, Chrysalis was always like a, the baby's UFO. Sure. I didn't bring it. I didn't bring it. Yep, yeah, I know. Because I know. we you, played you, that. I you, wanted to go deep. That was good. That yeah, was yeah. good. Yeah. Now, my next I wanted one. to go so deep that they're not on Chrysalis. I am so <laughs> <laughs> they only They own things that were on Chrysalis, right. but they were never actually Some of them signed own to them. albums from Chrysalis records. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. excited to see what you brought. Get ready for this. It's a band called British Sea Power. Yes. British Sea Power are an English band. 
And uh, that's that's all I got for you. They're from this England. This is great. Yeah, no, this is great. This song is called Please Stand Up. It's from 2005. The album is called Open Season. Okay, here we go. Please Stand Up. great is that i love it i love it that's one of the reasons i picked uh uh, uh rough trade for you because they good, were it's a good label they got you know they're kind of in and out of the label business and yeah. um management business and record store business and so they but they're still within recent history my favorite um, label oh, my work here is done let's cut it short now what do you got next well going from the jethro tull jethro tull used to play pier Pier 47 or something in New York City all the time. Okay. And they always had this band, Fairport Convention, open for them. And they're this British kind of folky band. But out of Fairport Convention was founded by Richard Thompson, who is one of the most amazing guitar players I have ever heard. I've, I know I've played um, uh, Vincent Black Lightning on here before, which has got some, if you like guitar picking, go listen to that. But I picked a... a is he a Lindsey Buckingham style guitarist? No, he's much more... Uh, He's much better, and Lindsey Buckingham is a really good guitar player, don't get me wrong, but he's uh, definitely, I think he's definitely more stylistically trained uh, than Lindsey Buckingham. It seems like Lindsey Buckingham is more uh, learned through experience, but I, I, w- I would imagine that Richard Thompson is more trained. Okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Okay. So I picked, I don't even remember, which, hold on, which one did I pick? Uh, oh, I feel so good, I'm going to break somebody's heart tonight. Richard Thompson. Somebody's heart tonight. I feel so good. I'm gonna take someone apart tonight. They put me in jail for my deviant ways. Two years, seven months, and sixteen days. Going back on the street in a purple haze. And if you want to feel free to play that uh, next time you give me Capitol Records, that'll be fine because that song's on Capitol Records. Okay. Well, you know what? I got to be honest with you. Pete Townsend has something to say about that. Who gives a fuck? All right. Well, well, apparently you did, giving me shit. You know, I just I don't give I, I don't it, give I don't give a fuck today, but in the right, future, right. yeah, there's going to be there's, you're going to be well, in some you trouble. just kind of well for, some trouble. I will. <laughs> you just you, you just think oh record label cool oh I know Richard Thompson's on like you don't. 
until you really start right. getting into it. And then it's like, oh, fuck, there's, he was there's, only on yeah. Chrysalis for two albums, I mean, and I only know one album only, by this artist. You can always assume that only the biggest of the big artists are still on the same label, like Springsteen or Dylan or, you know, bands like... I know, but I'm going back. It's not like I'm going today, you I know get what you. I mean? So I, get you. I really, I did uh, screw up a couple times on this one. So that that is definitely uh, my screw up on that one. I'll I'll own that, Pat. All right. Uh, real quick, since you, since we talked, we were talking about great guitarists. I just watched a documentary last week when I was sick called "Still on the Run: The Jeff Beck Story." I am. Have you seen it? No, but I'm so surprised because you're not a Jeff Beck fan. Well, I am now. Good because Good. I always thought that he was like this surly, cranky dude yeah, for yeah. some reason. Yeah, he seems like such a lovely person, at least in this documentary that's about him. Sure, but um. I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea about him. Like the only thing I really knew about him was uh, the early Jeff Beck group albums because I'm a big Rod Stewart fan. So Truth oh, and, sure. and Beck Ola. But um, Bolero, he did Bolero yeah, on uh, Beck's Bolero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know how how great he is with female artists. Like he always has female guitar players and bass players and singers in his band. And he and I didn't. I never really saw him play guitar. Okay. And it, I mean, he's doing so many things there. He's got the, what do you, what do you call the Whammy bar? bar? Whammy bar, but he's also adjusting the volume mm-hmm. and picking. He doesn't use a pick. He uses, and then, then he's on the fretboard. So he's doing, the right hand is doing so many things yeah, at yeah. one time. And just the, the tone and the melody. And then to hear all these guitarists that I like say that he's the guy. Sure, sure. You know, like you would think people would be like, well, Eric Clapton's the guy, right? No, Eric Clapton says Jeff Beck's the guy. Jimmy Page says Jeff Beck's the guy. Joe Perry, Jeff Beck's the guy. No one does what Jeff Beck can do. And um, and then the guy was just so lovely in all the interviews. Right. And, he, it, what, and what cracks me up is when he's not recording or, or touring or performing, he builds hot rods. Oh, I didn't know that. I would think someone that was so... Um, that needs your hands to make your living that building oh, yeah. hot rods would really beat your hands up. Oh, that makes be, sense. And there'd be a lot of times when you could hurt your, you know, you could sure crack your knuckles with a wrench. That's what you use, right? <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you build when you a build, hot yeah, rod. Yeah. But anyway, I highly recommend the documentary. I was won over by this person. And then Pilar came in like halfway through and she's like, who's this? I go, it's Jeff Beck. And she was just like, this guy's really cool. I'm like, yeah. I know it's amazing. Well, you got to be cool when all your buddies take off to rocket to stardom and become insanely rich, and you don't, and you're right. better than every one of them. But he is. I mean, but he makes enough money to build oh, hot rods and no, live. He's fine. He's doing fine. Yeah, he's he's doing not fine. living in a fucking no. you know 19 castles like Clapton is no. for ripping off the black man. <laughs> no, true. But um, that chick he has on base now, Tal Wickenfeld. Yes. was she in it? Yes, she was like th- playing with him like 16 or something. Yeah, right? she's only she's 33 now, so she's yeah, she's young. And she's that old already? I think she's 31 or 33 because oh, wow. I looked her up. Because how like, long she been uh, playing with him? Well, you said since she was 16, right? Uh, yeah, but I also brought in. Uh, Bands from Capitol yeah. Records for Christmas. I don't with trust them for, my forever. shit. <laughs> yeah, she's thirty three now. All right, here's my next artist. She goes by the stage name Rox. Her real name is Roxanne Tate. She's an English singer songwriter from South London, and this song is called "I Don't Believe." I can't wait to hear this. I should have known when you gave me the eye, you just had your way. 
I like that. That's rocks. A, it's R O X. Rocks. Sounds like a little like Lily Allen. Yeah, it's cool. I liked it a lot. I like it. Well, since uh, this was fun, this is like the most research I've done in a long time because I really had to dig through songs and mm-hmm. bands I had never heard before. So this was cool. Good. I didn't do any research, apparently. No, you got all the labels wrong. <laughs> That's only so far, only one. What's next? All right, let's go to Chrysalis album from 1979, produced by Elvis Costello. Okay. I'm jumping around here, buddy. I'm sorry. And I am surprised that you didn't know. I posted this song on the Facebook page mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and I'm surprised you never heard this song. This is by The Specials, and this was all over MTV in the 80s. And this is A Message to You, Rudy. Elvis Costello produced that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm, I'm not a big ska fan, but that's cool. It's more reggae. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is more reggae. Um, and neither am I, but I, I, again, I like it. Ska, but, it's ska gay. Ska gay. All ska and reggae is gay, if you know what I mean. Um, here's, the deal with, here's the deal with reggae. I like here's it. Here's the deal with reggae. Here's the deal with reggae. Let man. me tell you about reggae. I like it for like three songs, and then I've had enough. I've had enough. It's all the same. It's like the blues, man. It's all the same. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, every once in a while, like, you know, like UB40's cover of uh, the Elvis Presley song I'm blanking on right now is fantastic. But I just, I can't, you know, I'll go, I'll go listen to some Peter Tosh or The mm-hmm. Whaler or Bob Marley, obviously. Other than that, I'm out, man. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a big instrumental guy, but then after watching this Jeff Beck uh, documentary, uh, today on the way here, I listened to his 1975 album, Blow by Blow. Oh, Blow by Blow. Yeah, yeah. Produced by one. George Martin. Freeway Jam fantastic. on there, right? Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I had that album, yeah. It's very, and it's very jazz fusion, the whole mm-hmm. album. But I was like, you know what I liked about it is it, uh, it was nine songs. I think only one was like seven minutes. They weren't, they didn't go on for like, you know, they weren't all like six minute jams. Right, sure, they were, sure. There were some that were just like three and a half minute songs, you know? And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm doing a, cool with it. I'm doing a show with Courtney Cronin tomorrow night, and it's kind of like a rock star stand-up comedy mm-hmm. thing. And I have to play guitar. I have to play punchlines and backlines. Punchlines and backlines in Los Angeles. Come check it out. I played with the uh, Grafton Hotel. Yes, I played with uh, Lita Ford's guitar player last time I did it. And what was his name? Do you Patrick Kennison. He's of uh, like of the last four years. He's joined. I okay, think. all right. He wasn't on this show when you had. No, it. no, no. Um, and so I have. To, so I'm looking around for songs to play, and I was going to play a Rod Stewart song, and so I brought it up on YouTube and. It jumped to Jeff Beck. Um, infatuation when he plays on infatuation. No, no, no. no. It's it's him live okay. with Tal on on bass, and um, and he's playing uh, um, uh, the song he did with Rod Stewart. People get ready. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he's playing an instrumental, and then Rod Stewart pops up and surprises him. Oh, and sings. look at that! Was that in L.A.? I don't know where that was. It's got to be L.A. Maybe, but it's Rod's also, not popping up if it's not in his backyard. And it's also quote surprise. Like I'm, he was dressed very nice. You're going to bring? Oh, that. Did you think Rod is ever not dressed? He's all. He's almost taken on the uh, the Robert Palmer way of dressing. Like, yeah, you know, but everywhere. Well, maybe not on the soccer field. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he popped up and then just, and again, going back to Jeff Beck's, you know, I don't think it was well rehearsed because I watched him kind of jump around and mm-hmm. stumble, but just, I, yeah, oh, I'm such a, he's such a great guitar player. I wish I would have purchased Rod Stewart tickets this past year when he played, him and Beck played together oh, at, I didn't know at the Hollywood Bowl. You got to call him and, Jeff Beck or else we're going to think he's played That's Beck. true, Jeff Beck, you're right. And I... Uh, I have a I have a connection at the Hollywood Bowl, so I just assumed I would be able to get tickets. But I they they told me they're like we cannot we have nothing. I nothing. Would imagine man, that I guy, know that guy Stewart still sells and getting together with Jeff Beck. I Come know on. for the first time in a long time. Was it so. to, was it a full show with them or was it just Jeff Beck there for a couple of tunes? Do you know it was billed as oh, Rod Stewart and Jeff Beck. So there. I don't know if he came out periodically or if he Jeff opened Beck the just show. came out and kicked out soccer balls and then left. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even play the guitar. <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. My next band is called The Morning Benders. Oh, yeah. And they are an indie rock. Do you really know all these bands? Yeah, here, as a matter of fact, here's the deal. The Morning indie rock ben- band from Berkeley, California. The Morning Benders are no longer called The Morning Benders. No, they're also they're now called Pop Etc. Do you know why? I do not know why. Because in England, a morning bender is... Um, a boner? A guy who takes it up the hiney. Oh. it's a der- I think it's a derogatory term for gay guys. A morning uh, bender is it okay? And right. so they changed it to what is it? Pop etc. Pop etc. So this is uh, that's sad that you have to change your name because uh, it's also sad that we still have derogatory terms for gay people. You know what I mean? I, I agree. This is from 2010. The album is called Big Echo. This song is called Excuses. Think of that i like it i like it yeah i, I like it too i don't know if i'd jump on it and I, I, like i said i'm not a uh, i know the morning bitters but i'm not a huge fan mm-hmm. i know enough of them to know that yeah, they don't like gay people it's apparently. not my it's not my favorite they're uh, homophobes it's not my favorite song on my list today but mm-hmm. uh, but we got it All right. there we go well i'd like to pick a song off chrysalis records on this time right? <laughs> i would love i would love if you finally did <laughs> for those of you keeping score at home it's only one one song so far. So far, so one bad. song so far. Let's go with. The, I love this song. I don't know anything about this band. I'm I'm, I'm switching it up. Sorry. All right. Um, I don't know anything about this band. They had a soundtrack. They had a song on the soundtrack of Pretty Woman. Okay. Now I listened to another podcast, and I will I will refrain from saying whose it is. Um, and Richard Blade was on as okay. the host, and the host asked him a really cool question. I was like, oh, that's a good question. And he and he said, what? What band? I'm shocked. Did that host make the question about himself then? 
No, you're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what band did you see coming up that you thought were just going to be massive and never were? Okay. And he said, believe it or not, go west. He was wow. like, this band is going to be huge, and they never did anything. And this is, uh, this is off the soundtrack and then off their album. What album? Inside Summer. In Indian Summer. Indian, Indian Summer. Summer. Yes, yes. Indian Summer. I do know this song. Yes. And this is uh, obviously the king of wishful thinking. On Chrysalis Records. And absolutely, this is on Chrysalis Records. I don't need to fall at your feet. Come on, this is good. This is very good. And I won't miss the way that you kiss me. We were never carved in stone. If I don't listen to file says that's from 1992 that can't be right that's got to be an 80s song right well i maybe the uh, the uh, it was on the soundtrack and then it came on their album later is how that works i mean that sounds very super 80s to be on from 92 but it was also but maybe it is well what well, do you hear what i'm saying it was on when was uh, pretty woman pretty woman was 80 what 7 88 yeah, you're so right. So it was written for that. All right. So it's got that 80s pop on it, and then they released it in 92 on their own album, uh, Indian Summer. All right, cool. Which I just, you know what I just found out? Uh, this is a rockin' that, piece. That, that, that uh, I think I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, you had no idea that in Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts plays a prostitute. Listen. A hooker. I, listen, I think it's a good um, model for women. <laughs> I think we need that now, mm -hmm. you know, grow up, sure. move to sure. Hollywood, sell your body, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. uh, some Prince Charming will come along and give but you tons of money. she only slept with nice uh, Johns. Oh, and she only fucked. She didn't kiss, and that's where, you that's know, that's true. where it goes that's true. bad. And then yeah. um, Jason Alexander punched her out. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, wow. Costanza. <laughs> I, I saw him in one interview when Seinfeld came, like kind of hit, and he was on, mm -hmm. and they're like, how do you, you know, he's like, how does it feel to be on a hit show? Uh, you know, and he's like, well, let me tell you, between doing Broadway my whole life and then only being known for the guy who punches Julia Roberts, I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. <laughs> I've been watching Seinfeld every night. Have you? I Here's the deal. I miss Seinfeld. It's on at 10 and 10.30, and I've been watching it every night. Jerry Seinfeld's my... He was the guy, you know, probably you're a yeah. little bit older than me, but he was the guy when we were coming up and I was watching yeah, him see, on the I'm Tonight more of a, Show. I'm more of a W.C. Fields guy. That's oh, more my little older. You're That's right. more you my are a little older. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, yeah. watching him on John, the first time he did a callback on Johnny Carson, I didn't even know what it was. Blew my fucking yeah. mind. I'm like, wait a minute. He just referenced one of his own jokes. And then Seinfeld came what? along. And I watched the Seinfeld Chronicles, yeah. and then I got into college, and then eventually started, you know, bartending and playing in bands and stand up. So Seinfeld Chronicles is the first four episodes of Seinfeld. It was a summer replacement. Yeah, and so by the time Seinfeld got into full swing, I was either waiting tables, bartending, playing in bands, or yeah. doing stand. So I missed Seinfeld. You missed it. Wow, I missed. It. I've watched some here and there, but it's weird that he's my one of my favorite comics, and I missed most of it. So I'm trying to catch up on it too. People think, uh, you know, obviously um, Michael Richards is all always the one known for the physical sure. comedy. But uh, Jason Alexander does some amazing physical stuff oh, really? on there too. Like he was, they, they were going to the opera the other day, the other night, the other day, 
the other, the episode I just watched. In 94. And yeah. And they had uh, tuxedos on and Jason Alexander has a tuxedo that's really, it's way too small for him. <laughs> and he's just, the way he walks, it's hysterical. He's really funny. He's really funny. And, um, uh, what's his face? Kramer. You just said his name. Michael Richards. Michael Richards. We, I used to watch him on Fridays. Did you ever watch Fridays? Yes, yeah. He was the kid who would play in the in the, in the in, sandbox in, in the sandbox with the army guys. Dude, I'd never for some reason every once in a while my dad would stay up late and let me watch mm-hmm. that, and my dad would cry laughing at that. And that that was that had him that had Larry David, yep, um, Bruce um, Mahler, I think who's his the name girl? was uh, Melanie Chardoff. Melanie Chardoff and. Um, um, I used to be able to name all the people in that. It was basically Mark Blankfield. It was basically a knockoff Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but it was on Fridays, so it was different. So it was different. And um, they had great musical guests. Dude, though. go check out the Devo stuff on there, man. They had the, the Cars, they had, yeah. the Kiss played on. I mean, it was crazy. They had the stuff Saturday Night Live. I don't think would put on, and that's just me just guessing blinds. Blindsided. They did, they did it, and yet it, they seem to have the bands that were popular at the time. But period. Kiss never played Saturday Night Live, did they? Mm-mm, no. Yeah. No. Did they have? I wonder if Fridays had the Ramones. Pretenders were on um, on Fridays. I and mean, Fridays so, also the legendary uh, episode where uh, Andy Kaufman got into a fight. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And it was real. <laughs> sure, it was. Yeah. Everything about that guy's real. Everything about that is real. Um, I'm going to listen to you, but I'm going to go get a pen so I can keep my notes track of what I played. Okay. Here's my next. Uh, my oh, next you know what? You, did, <laughs> you interrupted me. I didn't get a chance to Damn my it. original thought. It was supposed to work. Is what I just found out. And the woman just passed away. The songwriter who wrote um, I'll Be There For You. Mm-hmm. I thought the Rembrandts wrote that. That's the theme song for Friends. There's, but, a, there's a lot of writers on that song. But she originally wrote it, and then they, co- then they added shit and then took it to their own. Anyway, that wasn't even worth going back to revisit. But anyway, she just died, so rock in peace. Yeah, because well, when you say I'll Be There For You, I think of the Bon Jovi song. I'll be there for you. These five words, I swear to you. You and every girl I went to high school with. When you breathe, I want to be the air for you. Yeah, you know what pisses me off about that song? What is he used? I'll be uh, these five words I say to you twice in two different songs. What's the other one? He probably did. I'm not saying which he didn't. one. What, what year was that? I'll be there for you. Early, right? It's '88, maybe. Yeah, and then later on, in the so, and then later on, they had another one that said uh, these five words: "I swear to you again." And I'm like, you can't recycle your own lyrics. So the songwriters on "I'll Be There for You," uh, the Rembrandt song, are Phil Solemn, Danny Wild, uh, Ali Willis is who you're talking right. about. Right? Yeah, she passed away. Recently. Then the producers all get a songwriting credit on it. David Crane and Marta Kaufman get a songwriting credit on it. They didn't do anything. They didn't write no song. They didn't write no fucking song. Hey, you want to put it on the biggest show in the world and ruin your career? Give me, uh, give me credit. And then yeah, ru- I wonder why Marta Kaufman got got a credit on there. Yeah, because they're whores. Can you turn up the hand claps? Thank you. Here's a band that everyone knows. I even know this band. I I don't listen to their music, but I know them. They are on Rough Trade. This is from the album Sound and Color. The song is called Shoe Gaze, and the band is Alabama Shakes. Alabama.
like that, man. I, I tried to get into Alabama Shakes. I like their first album, but yeah, um, I like them when I see them like on a perform on like a talk show or on Saturday Night Live. They yeah, seem they're fun. awesome. City Limits is great. I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. Britney's, she's got a great voice. Yeah. She's, she plays that cool SG I like. And she but I just doesn't can't. look like anyone else, no, you know, no. that plays guitar and sings. Yeah, yeah. I just, so, I don't know. I just can't. Not the typical mold of a front woman. Especially with one that's a, as bluesy as, yeah. you know, Alabama Shakes True. can get. But I she just, has kind of like a, it's like if um, Aretha was playing guitar. You know what I mean? She that's has racist. that kind of a, oh, <laughs> I don't think it is. No, it's racist. <laughs> okay. I didn't, okay, I'm sorry then. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, what are your top two, what are your top three films of the past year? Top three films? Give it to I, me. I actually caught up because we got all the screeners this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just, uh, I watched uh, one last night that's in my top three. I'm going to tell you the ones I liked. I haven't decided my top three What's your yet. your top three? 1917. Yes, it's great. It's great. He, that, he should win Best Director for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what else did I love? What's the director's name? Mendez. Sam Mendez. Sam Mendez. What else? I, well, this isn't, I don't know if this is in my top three, but I watched Yesterday. Okay, yeah, uh, it's fine. It's a fun movie. It's good. It's a fun movie. It's good. Um, only, I'm just bringing it up because I literally yeah. just watched it. I, well, top three, I don't know. Jojo see, Rabbit was good. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit's really good. Scarlett Johansson should win for Best Supporting Actress. She was so good in I'm that. I'm surprised they're not getting more flack from the Jewish community <laughs> um, because uh, Hitler's kind of fun-loving in this. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I like that. What, what, what? Remind me of some of the other movies. Well, that are last out. night I watched Parasite last night. Oh, my wife loved that you movie. You didn't watch it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Well, you got to read it. Okay. So that's why I haven't, I didn't, took me a while to watch it. Sure, sure. It's so good. Yeah, Mary, I think that's Mary's favorite so far. Well, 1917 and Parasite, I think. It's really good. Yeah, those those are in my top two. Um, Easily, probably. I, is it Brit, I watched Britney Runs a Marathon. I didn't watch that. I didn't me. see that one. It's okay. He's okay. He's not great. What, what, what's your other three? Maybe I saw him. What's, what's another one that's up there? Uh, this isn't one of my, this isn't in my top three, but I, I did really like Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I watched that. Very I think that guy fucking bugs the shit out of me. Which though, guy? Man. Uh, fucking Australian asshole. <laughs> right. I, I'm only Christian assuming, Bale? Yeah, I'm only assuming he's an asshole because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might be prickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I did, he just bugs the fuck out of me when I watch him. I can't, I thought, I thought what's his face was great in it. Yeah. I thought everyone was great in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see a uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood? Yes. I liked it. I want to make... Go ahead. I was a little iffy in the beginning. Did you see it? Yeah, I loved right. it. No spoiler alerts. I, this no, is no spoiler I really alert. liked, I liked it the, a lot. The opening is really it's cool, odd. But it's cool. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be down for this. And then it works out great. And I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I think the guy who plays the reporter is fantastic. Matthew Rees. And here's what seen, I want to say okay. about this. He's probably in some superhero movie, right? No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> he was on the TV show The Americans. He's okay. married to Carrie Russell. Okay. Here's what I don't understand about, um, about the Oscars and how the Academy works. Mm -hmm. That Matthew Rees acts his ass off in this. Mm -hmm. Just when he's not saying any words at all, just his emotion in his face when he's reacting to things. He's not nominated for Best Actor no. because he's not... Brad Absolutely. Pitt, or I don't understand it. Is it an acting award or is it a celebrity acting award? Like Tom Hanks... He's the supporting actor in this, and he's fine. Right, right. He's good as Mr. Rogers. Sure. He, he's nominated. Of course he is. That other guy does all the work in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's all, you know. I just don't understand. I always see these performances. Um, the guy in Ford vs. Ferrari who plays mm -hmm. Henry Ford Jr. Okay. Okay. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
He's not going to be nominated. Yeah. No, there's... I, but like, if De Niro played that part, he would be. Right. So stupid. No, I get it. Like, I always go back to that. The best acting I've seen in the last decade is in No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. The, the coin toss scene. The yeah. guy behind the counter. Yes. Is some of the best I have seen in my yeah. life. <laughs> Nothing. 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 Now, Adam Sandler did not get nominated. And you know what? He, I don't think he deserved to be. I watch, I watch this Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a voice and he's yelling, screaming every one of his lines. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't, I'm not an actor. Mm-hmm. I see uncut gems. I'm like, well, I could do that. Yeah. I see this, um, Matthew Reese performance. I'm like, that would take years and years of training sure. and stage acting and all this stuff that I could never in a million years, even remotely put my toe in. Yeah. So I, I just don't understand. I think they're all, I, I like, I know you didn't like Uncut Gems. I liked Uncut Gems, but it also goes against everything I know about screenwriting. There's no character arc that doesn't go anywhere. There's no, the, no one's likable. Who no do you one's likable. Who do you root for in yeah, that movie? Yeah, you don't root for anybody. Not one person. But I, I liked it. I liked it. It was very tense. I didn't hate it, but I did not feel, but the, that, but I did not feel it deserves the accolades oh, sure. it got. And again, it's kind of, but it's, it's only because it's, it's a comedian is, is playing an asshole. And you know what I mean? It's just this macho bullshit sometimes that yeah. I just, it's not, I, I, I'm sick of it. Let me, let's go back to yesterday for a second right. and the problems I had with that. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought, first of all, that could go off the rails really quickly. It could. And it didn't. And it didn't. And I, again, once you buy into the conceit of it, it's a fun movie. But here's the problem I had. Two, what, one problem, two problems with it. Oh, two problems with it is um, some, something happens, a comet hits the, we don't really know, and then the Beatles were never around. Right. But, and, but then a lot of things were never around. A couple of things were, but they never said why. Right. You know, they never said why, which kind of bugged me because right. I want. I was hoping it would be like, um, oh, I don't know. Let's say uh, Kodak Eastman didn't take off because <laughs> right. Paul never met Linda. And oh, she had, I see you, what you know you're what? saying. Something I was that hoping would, there was going to be a tie-in off, that would jump off of the Beatles not being around. Yeah, I was hoping there was going to be a tie-in to that, and there wasn't. And then something like there's no smoking. Like that was just so. It was too much. If you're not going to yeah. explain it, if yes. you're not going to explain it. And then the other th- problem I had was um, yet there was still Julian Lennon music. That was weird. <laughs> was, no, that's not I true. I was going to say no. When he opened the door, oh well, I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil the ending for it. Um, and then the other thing I had a problem was is like when they're talking to record labels and stuff, and he's like, "You think you're going to be like Bruce Springsteen? You think you're going to be like so and so? You're thinking?" And I'm like, "Well." You know, Springsteen saw the Beatles on uh, Ed Sullivan, so he probably wouldn't be, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would like to have seen a little more yeah, ripple. So, I would so, like to see a little yeah. more ripple effect. So, yeah, like, who did Springsteen then see on the, did he see the Dave Clark Five, and <laughs> yeah, then exactly. that's when he wanted to go into music? <laughs> he saw the Lemon Pipers on uh, Ed Sullivan. All right. What's your next tune? Is it me? I think so. <clears throat> I played, yeah, I played Alabama Shakes, okay. and you said I was racist. <laughs> well, let's go. With um, maybe my last uh, song that's on Chrysalis. <laughs> Let's go with my girl, Sinead O'Connor. I just, I, I, I sent you one song Here she earlier. Comes. I sent you one song earlier and realized Take a I seat, had... Sinead. Okay. Go ahead. I really. Yeah, the song you sent me, I think that's the one that, that made me that made me jump off. The yeah, because that, that wasn't on. That this was isn't a, on Chrysalis. That wasn't She's on Chrysalis. Her, her core output is on chrysalis and this song isn't murray what are you doing it's i was just listening to, i was like it, it's been coming up on my uh treadmill so i've been uh, so i auto and then i played it before so that's right. the, that's what made me go so i went back to her original her debut album lion in the cobra 87 87 yeah. here it is and this is the song is called drink before the, the war. war i don't think you gave me a cue time so i'm just going to start it from the beginning oh is i it? didn't 
I think, so. I think I said. I think I said two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, okay. drop it in it too. All right, I'm gonna take it up to two here. I like the album cover of this. She's gorgeous, isn't she? <laughs> she's yeah. But I can only think about how she looks now. So then she's not that. Well, dude, we're all older. older man. We're all older. Listen to that voice. And she's bald. She lost her hair. Oh, I love her. So oh, tell me you can't don't love that. That's a good song. Isn't that amazing? It's a good song. I just love that stuff so much. That's her debut That's off her album. debut album. I remember when I was in I was in English class and the Grammys were on the night before and mm-hmm. Sinead played Mandinka and my English teacher was like, I don't know what that was last night. This bald woman <laughs> jumping around, playing <laughs> yelling and screaming. And I just remember thinking in my head, like, oh, I loved it. Did you say okay, boomer? Yeah, I said that. But the thing is, her name was Boomer, so that's why oh, I made sense. Mrs. So it was, it was Mrs. Mrs. Boomer. Claudia Boomer, English. <laughs> Claudia Boomer. <laughs> I wish that was true. <laughs> All right. This is another uh, English indie rock band, and they are called Mystery Jets. Oh, now I do not know these guys. All right. This is called Show Me the Light by Mystery Jets. Anything. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. Now, here's a did you buy just these songs you liked or did you buy the albums? I just bought the songs I like because I, I can't spend $400. Sure, you can. I can, but I don't want to. Just ask Pilar's permission. <laughs> Cracks me up the other night. She asked if she, she goes, I want to buy this thing. And uh, she's asking me if she can buy it. I go, you can buy whatever you want. All right. She's like, well, I just want to make sure. I go, yeah. It's your money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is where... So now we own a cheetah. <laughs> it's in so, the backyard. So it's dumb. Crazy. What a waste of uh, $5,000. thing just sprints across the yard three times a day. Do you know cheetahs can only sprint that fast twice a day? Is that true? Yeah. So you got to hope you come in contact with one after, after it's sprint. already done its two. That's why they're all, you always see them either, either running or they're lazing around in those trees because they're resting. 
No, it's true. I believe you. I worked, my first writing job was for a Disney Channel animal show. Mm -hmm. And so I have all this pointless animal knowledge (laughs) stuck in my head that'll come out randomly. Sometimes it's going to come in handy when your kid's doing a term paper. Or a podcast about music. That's right. Talk about cheetahs. All right, here's where... Here's where Murray fucks it. Here's where it gets... Screws, all right, I think on. they call it screwing the pooch. All right, this, all right, well, I won't screw the pooch just yet. I won't screw the pooch just yet. I'm kind of starting to screw the pooch on this one. There is an artist on Chrysalis Records named Roy Harper. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Roy Harper is on Chrysalis Records. Roy Harper is a British folk singer. Yes. Um, perhaps you're familiar with the song uh, Hats Off to Roy Harper by Led Zeppelin. Yep. Okay. It's about him. It's about Roy Harper. Hello, Roy. Um, do you own any Roy Harper? No, I don't. Neither do I. And I, own, I'm not gonna, I own this song. And I'm not going to fucking buy this Roy Harper shit and go f- if decide if I decide a fucking British uh, mm. folk guy from the 70s. I ain't got that time, man. I ain't got that time. There's too much music. We can't listen to it all. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I got I got a kid. I can't be going spending nine ninety nine on something I'm not going to listen to. So here's the new thing when like when when people send me music and I try to listen to it, but but I'm never going to be able to give it the time unless it really grabs me mm-hmm. by the heart or the balls or sure. the brain. But otherwise you're never really going to give it the time you gave like, you know, when you were a teenager and a new, whatever band you liked, and the brand new U2 album came yeah, out. Yeah. You, you were all in on that. You listened to it so many times until you just knew the lyrics just from listening to it. At this, do you it, think I'm never going to be able to give m- much music that kind of time? Do you think it's 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 well, obviously we have a ton more responsibilities than we had when we were teenagers, right? Do you think it's a, a combination of that and just a combination of there's no like if I gave you an out if I gave you you know um, knew, Joshua Tree sure in '87 it yeah. was a full album I yes. gave it to you yeah. we, you looked at it you was in your hands yeah, we yeah. look oh you got to check out that track and I'm pointing it out and like oh look you know yep. uh, what's her face you know saying on this and then you're like oh cool and you go and you bring it and now it's just like send email download oh I forgot about it yeah exactly you, know you I mean? forget about it like sometimes if, if I don't uh, and again thank you uh, PF for sending me OMD and um, uh, M bags for sending yep. me uh, Gentle Giant. If I don't download those things in like yeah. 24 hours, they get lost in my email. Yeah, a guy just, uh, a guy named Terry, I, Terry, I think your last name's Hampstead off the top of my head. He said, uh, are you into the Divinals? I'm like, I, I just know the songs that sure. were popular here. He goes, oh, I'll send, so he sent me like four Divinals albums and then he emailed me just today and was like, you didn't download this yet. I'm like, oh, I have to do it. Now, I don't know when I'm going to have time to jump into four right. Divinals albums. I right, mean, right. It, it could be... One of those four albums could be my favorite album of all time, but I just, you know, to find the time, sure. like, you know, someone sent me like the entire Uriah Heap catalog and someone sent me the entire Nazareth catalog. It's just, it's, well, here's it's also difficult. And Tom Muirberg sends me songs all the time. Like he's wants me to listen to Pete Yorn all the time. And I just, I haven't got a t- chance yet. For those people who, who like, who will send like, don't the, stop sending who it. Who will send the entire Uriah Heap catalog or the entire Nazareth catalog. Try sending something good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I powered through some of this Nazareth stuff and I was like, I couldn't believe how fun and good it was. I was like, Nazareth, wow, really? This, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I, I like Uriah Heap. I don't know Naz at all. I hate it. Please don't call them Naz. That's, is that stop not? Stop it. Are we not allowed to call them? Isn't no, because there's they, a band called Naz. It's Todd Rundgren's first band, Naz. Oh, nobody knows that shit <laughs> except you. Nobody cares. Here's and here's here's the deal. Like when I discover some of these bands, 
I wish that I would, I go, why would, why didn't I discover this at the time it was popular and when I was young and then I was two, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's the kind, but it's, it's so, there's so much music. No. And I love getting new music and, yeah. and I always try to, uh, befriend the music, uh, coordinator yeah. on shows I work mm-hmm. on and I get tons of music and I'm always welcoming it. Yeah. And, and, but it, it's, it's definitely a different process now. So, and I love that yeah. Nuremberg sends and I'm, and I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the album a day for 2020 because right, I haven't right. done it since 2017. So there's a chance that, uh, that you know I might listen to Crest of Crest of a Nave one of these. So there's a chance Farm that when you freeway, send motherfucker. when you send me stuff, I might and maybe I'll do a week where I go, oh, the first seven albums people send me, I'll I'll listen to them as a, an album a day. But no, uh, Tom Nurberg sent me um, Jason Isbell. Like a hundred, like he gave, he could been hounded me and he finally sent it to me and it's great. Yeah. And I finally got around to it and it's great. Yeah. So there's stuff in there. And he sent me the Pete Yorn. Well, I, I already know Pete Yorn and yeah. stuff like that, but it's not uh, that I don't want to listen to it. It's just, there's, sometimes you just can't listen no, to it. I'm more, send them to me because I have more time on the road, especially when I want to get stuff, especially when I'm touring. I have got time on the road, in the car, on the mm-hmm. airplane, at the hotel. That's when I really catch up on stuff. I'll send you the Loverboy catalog. You don't have to. <laughs> Wait, so, so here, so we're still so talking Roy about Harper, Roy Harper. Roy Harper was on Chrysalis Records. Um, for some reason, Pink Floyd hired him to sing Have a Cigar. And and now Roger Waters not happy about that decision uh, currently. Why is that? Because he thinks he would have done a better job singing it. Oh, I missed that interview. Yeah. Where I, did I, that come up? I, I don't know. It was on a recent thing where well, he's... Well, I got an idea, shithead. Don't <laughs> then, yeah. then sing it yourself next time. Yeah. By the way, Roger, not a great singer. He's not the best singer. Not a great singer. He, he works for the Pink Floyd stuff, but... Yeah, but even though, I mean, David Gilmore sang um, a ton of that shit and yeah. so much better. He's a better voice. Yeah, definitely. So um, I just watched a... Also, David Gilmore's still in Pink Floyd. Yeah. Technically. Rick Wright was still in Pink Floyd. Yeah. Nick Mason's still in. Yeah. Roger Waters, you're not in Pink Floyd. I love the fact that... Uh, so do whatever the fuck you want. That Nick Mason got fired on the wall, but they hired him as a... Session as a touring musician and made more money than everybody <laughs> because they had to fire his rate and didn't have to pay for all the other shit. He wasn't back in until the division bell officially. Did you know that? I didn't. No, it's true. <laughs> there's so many dysfunctional things that go on with bands. Oh, I know. Is there one band that there's not dysfunction? You too, maybe. Maybe you too. I mean, they've had. They're brothers. I consider them brothers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've had. They've had they've had squabbles, but there's nothing like really, you know, like the Edge didn't marry Clayton's wife, or no. you know, or they're, anything they're, like that. They're they're ninety five percent on the same page. Yeah, they seem other. to they, they seem to, and they they all they all really just stay in their own lane too. If you think about yeah. it, you know, Adam and Larry just kind of, they're the rhythm section. They don't do a ton of press. Larry refuses to do press. Yeah. Edge is just a guitar nerd who just wants to sit around, yeah. and they let Bono be a jerk off. Yeah, and so, let him do all the stuff. Yeah, let him do all, the, and, and yeah. all that stuff. What? Yeah, masturbatory in his uh, in oh, his, okay. when he's yeah. talking. All right, maybe that's the word you should have used then. Yeah, I shouldn't have said masturbate. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Especially after I called him a jerk. What off. song are we gonna hear? This is uh, "Have a Cigar." Yeah, when this when this came to me, I'm like, Pink Floyd was never on Chrysalis Records. They're on Capitol in Columbia. And then I said, "Calm down, we're in public." <sighs> He said Roy Harper's Just on. Jumped out of the car. <laughs> yeah, it's so Here mad. It's a so great this is Roy Harper. This is Roy Harper on Christmas Records. I gotta be honest. I never didn't think this was Roger Waters. You know, now that you mentioned, I think Roger Waters could have done a better version. Definitely. I don't know why he didn't. What a dick. He's out buying mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Deep respect to me 
how much do we hear? Now, let me just be a hypocrite for a second. That's not too far off a gentle giant. If you really break it down. Um, but Pink Floyd's not really considered prog rock, are they? Uh, in some categories, they would be. So you, could, you could totally hear some early Pink Floyd doing this. The difference would be this, uh, the Gentle Giant production is a little more... Crisp? Crisp and mm-hmm. shrill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trebly, tinny. But there are, I like there, that, but... There are, there are some factions that consider Pink Floyd prog rock, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Right. They definitely... Well, it's the same with... Well, I was going to say the same with Rush, but definitely Rush is definitely prog. But maybe prog with a little crossover appeal into album rock? I don't know. I don't know. Well, all I know is Rock and Peace, Neil Pert. Yes, that recently just happened. Oh, and Embags did a, uh, uh, I'll give you a plug, buddy. Uh, I guess in six months when this airs, he just did a, a Pods and Sods for uh, Rush. I think this is dropping in like two weeks. Okay. Embags did a Pods and Sods about Rush, so you want to cool. go check that out. All right, so I, I have to play that song at Courtney's show. What? I have to play a song at Courtney's show. Okay, we what talked are you going to play? That. We, we play talked about song? that on mic, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, so we talked about that on mic. So you play a Rush song? I was. I was going to play an acoustic version of Spirit of Radio. Oh, my God. It's really only five chords and a couple oh, of okay. riffs that you can get around. But even their vocals are so fucking five-syllable words. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, how does he get that shit out, man? So I'm like, scrap that really quickly. Moving on. Moving on. Is it you? Yep. Yep. This band is called Palma Violets. P A L M A. Palma. It's hard for me to say. Palma Violets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an English band from London. Who knew? What? That's a lot trade. of bands from London on Rough Trade. This song is called. It's from 2013. We found love. Anything? Uh, I'd like to hear more of that. I don't know if I'm okay. Here's some more. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to make a decision on that, but I liked it. I'd like to hear more of it. Yeah, I'd like I get you. More of it. I got you. All right. All right. Is it me? Your list hasn't changed. I know. I have to remember. I also put this together like three weeks ago, <clears throat> so I have to remember what I put together. And then I looked again. On... I can't help it. I had influenza. No, I understand it. I'm glad you're. You know, the prayers worked, listeners. I'm just gra- glad that you didn't have an audition today. What have you been auditioning for? Uh, mostly uh, commercials, commercials, and episodics. Episode. What do you mean, episodic television show? Television, yeah, television show. What was the last uh, episodic you? Uh... Westworld. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What were you? Uh, what was the part? All right. Here's the deal. <laughs> I got a new agent this year. I've been writing. You know, that's been writing and stand up have been. My You're no name. longer with Artie Schwartz. I'm no longer with Artie Schwartz. This has been my whole thing. Writing and stand up has been my whole thing for the, my whole career. But I yeah. just realized that 
nobody goes to see the writer on the road. They don't care if you've written for Jimmy Fallon or the Tonight or whatever. They're like, can you get Jimmy Fallon? Nobody cares about the writer. So I decided I would start out, you know. Put your face out there. Put my face out there. Start auditioning. All right. So get some more asses and seats. And so they send me out to Westworld as a pedophile. So I don't go out for, I don't Come see the pedophile at Chuckle Hut. I don't even go for that. I don't even go for that audition. No? Because that's that's the part you get, and then that's and that's what you're known that's for. That's what for you're the rest known of, for. And then you die in a car crash right after it yeah. right after it airs, and that's yeah. what you're known for. Yeah, so. I still remember like there was like an ABC after school special where an actor named Richard Mazer, he was actually Anne Romano's boyfriend. Oh yeah, on, I told him. Yeah, he played like a like a pedophile, yeah. and I remember him always from that. Really? Yes. Uh, Mr. Carlson from WKRP played a pedophile in Different Strokes. Yes, on Different but Strokes. We all remember him from as WKRP. I rem- I actually always say that that guy really is a pedophile. <laughs> God rest his soul, Arthur Carlson. But anyway, it's uh, you know what I mean, like. You know what I'm saying? That's tough. Because you're not a known, you're not a known entity. Now, if you were I'm a known entity in those stand-up. World. I'm saying that like let's say, let's say a person that had more face recognition than you takes that part, then I don't confuse him with that. Right. Like Arthur Carlson. I'm okay. just joking. Sure. But if you take it and it's the first time I'm really seeing you do something, no way. <laughs> oh, dude, that is a guy that was a pedophile on. Here's here's how I approach auditions. How'd that how'd that go? It went good. It went fine. Did you uh, did you go method? <laughs> <laughs> here's the deal. But you didn't get it, did you? No. Here's good. the deal. I'm glad you didn't. Well, here's the other reason why I took that audition. I'm most likely not going to get it. Right. You know what I mean? So I might as well just go and do it and get my face in front of a casting director and get more experience. You but know what I mean? Did, but if you did get it, you would have to accept it, right? That's fine. I wouldn't. No, actually, you wouldn't have to accept it. Right. But would you have? Yeah, because there's it's no HBO. It's what's it's HBO, and there's no. It's a one scene. There's no um, horrible stuff okay. that I would have to do. I think it was like a guy. I think I don't even remember the character. I hope I didn't sign an NDA. I don't think I did. But it was there was nothing like horribly good. Okay. I mean, Mr. Carlson went farther than the thing I read yeah. for. So yeah. it, so it's actually just a guy at a park who gets pushed away. You know what I mean? Right. So it's nothing well, like for I example, have to if, be. if Jason Bateman is cast as that part, no one, everyone's we know Jason Bateman. Right. Okay. Right. So. All yeah. right, cool. All right. And what kind of what commercial? What was the last thing you booked? Have you booked some uh, stuff? I, yeah, it was called Computer Lab. I booked it last year. I booked the fir- first week I went out with. When my- can we see it? Is um, it online? I don't know where it's at. Actually, I don't know where it's at. Uh, um, okay, so this isn't a residual thing. You get a buy. Yeah, it is. It just haven't aired yet. Oh, okay. Um, maybe a Super Bowl. Maybe I doubt it. They would tell me, and the money would be a lot better. How great would that be? You're watching the Super Bowl, and you're like, "That's my fucking commercial." <laughs> the great, you know, the great thing about that commercial. First week I signed with the uh, uh, agency. So now they're hot on you because oh, they're like, now, Murray I could, produces. I could book nothing for two years and they'll still be like, hey, first week. First week, guy went out. He yeah, fucking yeah. nailed it. So no, it's been good. It's, I used to do it a long time ago. I used to audition and, and stuff a long time ago. And so it's, it's fun to be back doing that stuff again. One of my favorite audition stories was, is my, uh, I finally just talked to my agent. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm really good with kids. Like I do really well with kids. So you should send me out for like young dad or something. This is right. years ago. So that's, now I would go out for old dad, but sure. then it would be young dad. So she sends me out on one and they're pairing up. First of all, I go in, everyone's a model. Right, all absolutely. the dudes are models and tall. I don't look like any of these guys. And then they pair up all the guys with kids. They pair me up with a 12 year old girl who's taller than me. It was the <laughs> worst. I'm like, this is not what I had in mind. When I said kids, I meant like 
kid, not a 12 year old. Right. Terrible. Hilarious. All right. What's your song? Is it me? Uh, is it? I forget now. I really do forget. Yeah, I think I just played oh, the, yeah. uh, the Palma, uh, Louis de Palma. No, All right. the Palma Violets. In the 80s, <clears throat> uh, bands from the 60s and 70s, especially the 60s, had a resurgence. They would come back, right? A ton of them did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep Purple. Deep Purple. All that kind of thing. Um, it was everybody I discovered and Monkeys. Went back. Monkeys, all those people. Um, Alvin Lee and 10 Years After did not. <laughs> but it did not stop them from releasing crappy, crappy albums. All right. Right? This they album, just never they never went away. They never went away. They just continued to release. They just continued. Stuff. And I don't that's back then when you could just release non-selling albums yeah. and still get more of a record deal. And so what did I pick? Highway of Love? Highway of Love. This is off of... The album About, about time, time from 1989. And this is 1989. It's about time they stop. Seriously. Written by Steve Gould and Alvin Lee. Did I give you a time code on that? I don't think so. Really? What a horrible album cover. What a horrible album. Jesus. Looks like you're sucking on a lemon over there. title highway of love yeah this is after uh, aretha's freeway of love yeah right no no when was that was probably 89 this is 80 what this is 89 89 when was aretha franklin's freeway of love that's racist <laughs> you bring up aretha franklin it's racist uh somebody somebody posted the other day um oh shit what was it oh it was uh son of a uh it was a joke about son of a preacher man all right. But they're like, you know, I bet Aretha Franklin is regetting, is, um, you know, uh, bummed about this, you know, son of a preacher man in conjunction with this. And I'm like, you went with Aretha, Aretha Franklin did a cover of it that didn't do anything. It's Dusty Springfield's song. Take that person off Twitter. Right? It's like, you, 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 didn't, you didn't do your research for this joke, Take buddy. that person off Twitter. You didn't do your research for this joke. I mean, true, she did cover it, but it was, you know, it didn't do anything for her. Oh, 85 was Freeway of Love. So they got Highway. Right. They ripped off Aretha Franklin. And, and Once they, again, 10 years yep. after, stealing they their music highway, from the black woman. Highway to Hell <laughs> and Freeway of Love and put it together. Well, what do you got? That crap. Did you make any uh, New Year's resolutions? Nope. All right. Good deal. You're just going to be the same dick you've been for the past it's, couple it's years? It's working pretty good for the myrrh. <laughs> this is a band that I do know. I have th- goals for this year, but no resolutions. All right. Uh, maybe book some some more pedophile parts. <laughs> this is a band I do know their name. I'm sure I know some of their music, mm-hmm. but I just chose a song I enjoyed. This band is called The Hold Steady. Sure. This is from 2000. Out of Minneapolis, right? Uh, it says Brooklyn. Oh, really? I could have sworn they were out says, of Minneapolis. It says The Hold Steady is an American rock band from Brooklyn, New York. There is it. Where is... <sighs> okay. 
Did he might have learned guitar from your cheap trick guy? From by from Rick yeah. Nielsen? Yeah. All right. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't find Rick Nielsen to be a great guitarist. Oh, he's good, man. I find him to be a little sloppy. It, well, fucking Jimmy Page was sloppy. No, that's true. But Jimmy Page would take a you know play it like a violin. Yeah, that's true. Rick Nielsen just wears a lot of guitars at one time. <laughs> okay, this song is called Constructive Summer from 2008. People love the Hold Steady. I know. Dave Holmes loves them. Oh, yeah. You're probably going to have a constructive summer because you set some goals for yourself. I did. All right. So, um, <clears throat> you doing the guitar player, yeah, Tab Kubler, Kubler, Kubler lived across the street from uh, Cheap Tricks' manager. All right. And so he would introduce him when he was a kid. He would introduce him to uh, Rick Nielsen. All right. I kind of thought he had guitar lessons from him. Did I you might... say the manager's name was it? Ken Adamati. It is uh, manager time manager at the time and wife. It doesn't say which manager it All is. Right. Um, so that was probably in the 70s. I'll allow it. Okay. But I, I, I could have sworn there was a guitar lessons in there somewhere, and that's just me doing research mm-hmm. off a story I heard. You got three more songs. What I do you got, got? All right, and we got to get out of here. I got to get yeah. out of here. Um, we got to play that 10 years after Does bullshit. Does Frank have half a day? No, he gets out at 2.30. He just doesn't have a uh, after-school program I got today. you. All right, this is where it gets all convoluted. We're just going to go. All right, first of all, let me just sum this up. He should go to that after-school program with Mr. Carlson. That guy. Oh, the one where they play... Uh, uh, hmm. Oh, what's that? Oh, where they get in the bathtub and play uh, King Neptune? I think that's so what bad. it is. He ran a bike shop. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. It was terrible. So we bad. actually talked about this on the Road Stories podcast not too long ago. That's why it's so fresh. This in my seems memory. to be uh, something that uh, you love to talk about a lot. Pedophilia. <laughs> Maybe you go on um, mental illness ha- happy hour and get this. Out of I already stuff. did that. We don't need to do that shit again. <laughs> this world's hurt. This world's heard me cry enough. We don't need to fucking. Any- I always say mental illness happy hour. The most fun you can have while crying. <laughs> By the way, I've embraced. I, I actually, I, I talked. I was talking to a friend of mine the other night, um, and we we're. Oh, it's the friend I went to high school with. Yeah, I'm very proud Cincinnati. of you. Well, shut your hole. And um, I, my whole life, I just crammed down my emotions. I just never fucking. I never. It was like my. We. If something happened in our family that was bad, it happened, and then we never brought it up again. So know? it was the way you were raised. It wasn't necessarily something you personally did. I don't know if it was an influence of my parents or I was just scared. Had to be. I'm sure it was. I was, I was scared to show emotions growing up, but that's a whole other thing. You can hear about that on the mental illness happy hour. But I had a kid, and then all of a sudden, the fucking emotions, you know, I, I will literally sit here and think about my son doing something and start crying. And then I almost die, so add that on top of it. And one of the side effects you is open heart. You almost die. What? You didn't almost die. Yeah, I did, motherfucker. You didn't. When did you almost die? I didn't tell you that. 
I don't think you. When? No, tell me real quick. Are, Thumbnail it. Are you guys? I can't Thumbnail, believe I have to tell the story again. A, a death story. I had open heart surgery. I know that. <laughs> I know that. But it progressed so rapidly between the diagnosis. I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. Between the diagnosis and the time they put me on the table, mm-hmm. I went into heart failure on Saturday night at the improv. Oh, okay. You did tell me that. Okay. And then when they cracked me open, and it, the first thing the surgeon said to my wife was, I'm glad we did it today because he might not have seen Friday. Wow. That is crazy. Now, I don't remember you saying... I remember you said he cracked you open and there were cobwebs in there. But right, that's where all the heart used to be. Right. Where the heart used to be. Um, <laughs> so add that on top okay. of it. Now I fucking cry all the time and I've embraced it. I don't care. I will cry. I cried on stage. Uh, I cried on stage in front of a sold out Ice House show. I was telling my story. Well, and, they normally it's you on stage watching people in the audience cry. Yeah, it's true. Get us out of here. That's not funny, Pat. The, um, I will tell you, and I, I talked to Kyle about this. Right um, now, somebody, everybody at home is like, he's fucking talking about his heart surgery again? Jesus Christ, we the, almost made it through. The couple times we recorded right before your heart surgery, when you would leave here, I would go, and I think this might have been before we knew you had to have heart surgery, I would go, Murray looks terrible. And Kyle was like, yeah, well, he looks, he's all gray, and he looked, like, you looked terrible. I'm like, what's wrong with him? Really? Yeah, you look terrible. You really right. I know, awful. I know now. Yeah. I know now. But yeah, you would leave and we would, because whenever someone leaves, we talk behind their back. Of course. No, I, we would be like, well, Mary looks really bad. Yeah, what's happening? I don't know. I go, guy fucking surfs every day. He's lean, he's mean, he, he's vegetarian. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I know I'd, uh, I'd put on uh, weight towards the surgery because I got in really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty decent shape as is, yeah. but I did a, a, a TV spot. So I'd gotten extra. I always, if I book a TV spot, I always go on like the, uh, right. Pedophile model. Pedophile's got to look thin on Yeah. You got to, got to attract those kids. And so I went on the, uh, the, and then all of a sudden I just started gaining weight and gaining weight and it was all water weight. We found out later from my heart, but, and I even got a trainer and yeah. I couldn't shake it and I couldn't get it. And I was yeah. just looking terrible and I couldn't figure out what it was at all because of that. Public service announcement right now for anyone listening that may have been sexually abused as a child. We are making light of a very horrific thing that is probably for sure happened to people. It happened that, to me. So that are listening. And Murray's not joking when he says that. Yes, so I'm not joking. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now, uh, we're we're done making that joke for today's episode. We apologize for making that a runner. We know that it's a serious thing, and we don't we don't take things like that lightly. I'm, I'm not going to edit it out, uh, you know. But um, but I just want people to know. Yeah, that. and if it offended you, you know, yeah, go go cry to your mommy who abused you as a child. <laughs> but we apologize. Yes, we listen. It happened to me, and that's yeah. just how that's how Pat and my brain works. We, yeah, I mean, we 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 go, you know, some, you know, it's it's it two, three, four people in a room, and if we're all laughing about it, uh, something in our mind says that it's okay to do yeah. it. Uh, but I know that to uh, the general public sometimes, it, 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 it might not be okay, and it shouldn't be okay, but you know, comedians go to dark places sure. sometimes. So, so that's just how we are. So, you'd much I, rather hear me I, joke about it than cry right but now. But I just didn't want to let it fly. No, and that's then, cool. I and have people you know, uh, be taken aback or, or, or not enjoy the tomfoolery that we normally do that's... Uh, Totally appropriate. Absolutely. All right. Now let me piss off Pat Francis with these next two songs because <laughs> go. I got to go. We're scratching. <clears throat> All right. Somewhere in this world of music, when we're scratching this song, Pat, we're not going to play this. Okay. Super Tramp was on Chrysalis Records in the UK, and I can't find out where the fuck they were, which album it was, and it wasn't this one, <laughs> but I love this song. I do like this song too. 
And I like it. It was off Crimes of the Century, I think it was. Or I, no. uh, I have a best of in my okay in my iTunes, so I just had it. Um, I believe it was. And uh, but so, even on their wiki, on their website, on their Wikipedia, they are on Chrysalis in the UK, and I can't find it anywhere. And that's where EMI came in and bought shit out. And don't bother to try to look for it now, Pat. I spent an hour trying to find it, and I couldn't. So this is where it all gets convoluted, which brings me to this. That song is off the album Famous Last Word. Oh, Famous Last Word, from yeah. 1982. Where's Crime, Crime, Crimes of the Century? Is that even Supertramp? Yeah, that's one of their earlier ones. Though. That's like from the 70s. So. Oh, right, 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 right. And that Famous Last Words, that's right. Yeah. Um, so what song what was that? 80 play? what? 86? I have 82. Oh, that early. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> all right, so here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to go with World Party. Now, World Party was on chrysalis for the longest time but world parties this song i'm about to play which is off a uh, goodbye jumbo way down now probably their biggest hit um is on ensign which was a partnership of chrysalis which became the parent company of ensign you see what i'm saying you see the shit i gotta deal with while i'm doing it hey, you, you just said, pick a song off chrysalis you <laughs> <laughs> but i thought i did and then as i read it it's chrysalis ensign or ensign chrysalis Pat told me when he first brought me on that you'll never have to do any fucking homework Just on this pick show. pick a song off Private Revolution. It was released in Chrysalis. <laughs> I didn't. I picked one off Goodbye Jumbo because I had it. You didn't even have to send me the songs. I, I got well, then them play all. your song. No, I'm going to play Way Down Now by but World Party. But it's still parent company of Chrysalis Records. At one time they were on Chrysalis Records, so I'll let it fly So this today. is on the parent company of Chrysalis. This is still under Chrysalis's umbrella. Whatever you say. It has my, one of my favorite lines. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do so we can get you out of here. Okay. I have two songs, and then I have a play out. I'm going to let you pick which band we hear from next. I'm going to tell you the band's name. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Do you want to hear The Long Blondes, or do you want to hear The Veils? Let's, I think I've heard The Veils, so let's hear The Long Blondes. Okay. Uh, let me find out. Let me get me you know what we should do next time? Uh, you know, pick songs off the correct label. I, I only missed one. I only missed one. wasn't as bad as I... Uh, reported it to be i know you texted me like you're fucking pulling your hair out um we should pick a god band. damn it pilar look what murray did she goes i don't care <laughs> she never liked me i don't care she, no, she, doesn't, she doesn't care about me picking songs um we should next time i should pick a band off of your that you should that i thought you should have played and you should pick one of that i thought i should have played from these two labels yeah yeah like i would pick one from rough trade to close that's out how on. we'll start the next okay. round of record label challenge that sounds good all right this band, The Long Blondes, is an indie rock band from Sheffield, the UK. And this song is called Lust in the Movies from 2006.
Sounds a little go-go-ish there in that chorus. A little angry go-go-ish. I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I didn't like that one either, and I picked it. Hmm. So that's strange. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. All right, here we go. Time to wrap it up. Uh, Murray V. I you... thought I had one more song. I'll allow it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to get out of here. Well, I'm going to end on a, another chrysalis because um, uh, Carl Wallinger uh, from World Party was in the Water Boys. Okay. And the Water Boys had an album called Fisherman's Blues out in 80. Yikes. I should have done the homework on that one. 82, 83. And they were on Chrysalis Ensign. And this is. Stop Fish- saying Ensign. Ensign Chrysalis. Just Chrysalis. This is, uh, this is a title track Fisherman Blues. Fisherman Blues. I wish I was a fisherman. Oh, 88, sorry. An Ensign record. Chrysalis. Not even Ensign. I see it. Straight Chrysalis, motherfucker. You ever hear this? No, I never have. It's great. I don't like songs that have the word blues in the title. Oh, yeah, you said that. Blues or boogie. So dumb. Not a fan. So dumb. I wish I was the brakeman on a hurtling fever. Then, of course, everyone kept tweeting at me names of songs. Of course, and be yeah. like, Oh, I do like that one. Right, yes, right. okay, I do like that one. Right. But uh, listen, none of us like Casino Boogie <laughs> from the Stones. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the other thing. That, is, that's a turd on the run. Oh, no, wait. Oh, that that's is, another. Or I don't like Ventilator Blues either. Uh, same album, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm going to say it. I've said it a million times. That's not. That's, album's got tons of filler. XO yeah. and Main Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. A much better single album. If yeah. You can whittle that down to 11 or 12 songs, it fucking kicks ass. Uh, but the songs agreed. that... Agreed. The songs that I don't like on there suck. Agreed. The songs suck. Agreed. All right. Uh, here's the thing that I also learned is uh, a lot of these, like, a lot of the guys from the Waterboys went on to produce Jadane O'Connor and stuff and other uh, Chrysalis. So it's really incestuous in this little record label. I don't know about the Rough Trade, if they went on to produce... A bunch of other stuff. You sound like a guy that had knowledge and then didn't. <laughs> that was perfect. That's a perfect example <laughs> of what I was saying. I got to get out of this conversation right now. Uh, okay, Murray, you are at Murray V on Twitter. Uh huh. I am more on Instagram now, which is Murray V Comedy. Why do you like the Instagram better? I get a lot more action on it. I mean, I get a lot. Oh, you mean meeting ladies? Meeting meeting ladies. Um, no, I get a lot more just. I get a lot more people. I like the stories on Instagram. I get a lot more interaction on Instagram. Stories aren't taken off on Facebook. All I do right. my Facebook page. Uh, Murray Valerian Comedy is great. Go on there. Okay, I do a, cool. lot, a lot of stuff on there. But Twitter, I hardly even hit anymore, man. Yeah, it just seems it's so easy for me. I still post a lot. I do a ton of rock solid stuff on Twitter. And then what I'll do is I'll just do a screenshot of something I put on Twitter or Facebook and then put it on Instagram. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, Murray V Comedy on Instagram and Murray V Comedy on Murray Blair on Comedy on Facebook is my two main. Cool. We are at uh, we are a Rock Solid Show. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson Funny. Go to RockSolidPodcast.com for all things about 
the Rock Solid Podcast. You're going to be around in May, like May 28th, to come to the uh, barbecue this year? Uh, yeah, I'm off the road. I did two Rock months. Rock Solid Barbecue. I did two months on the road. And thanks, guys, for coming out. Dude, I met a ton of Rock Solid and Road Stories. I love it. Uh, listeners, thank you, guys. Um, Any Travel Tales people come out? <laughs> no, because they're all over the world. They're traveling. But a quick shout-out to the guys who and women who walked by the merch table and just went... I love you on Rock Solid and walked away or I listen to you on the podcast. <laughs> Look, maybe you're in a hurry, but I mean, maybe they felt like if they came up, they, they were obligated to that's buy That's what something. I'm going to say. Come by and say hi. You don't have to buy, don't have anything. To buy anything. You don't have to buy anything. And then I Murray went, just didn't eat lunch the next day. He didn't yeah, have any fine. walking around money. Plenty of people buy my stuff. I don't need your worthless. <laughs> um, but then like a, a, a list, a road stories listener from long ago came up and introduced himself and was like, I'd like to buy your CD. And my first, I was like, you haven't? <laughs> You've been listening to me for 10 years. Are they pre-signed or do you sign it right oh, there? Oh, I sign it right there. That's lame. Are People you, pre-sign. I worked with this one headliner who signed his name on everything beforehand and then would come up and be like, who did I make it out to? Oh, Pat? To Pat. Just to save five seconds. Five seconds. And then one time he brought the wrong marker. So you had to sign it in two different colors. I was like, fuck that. Yeah, dick. <laughs> uh, anyway, come up and say hi. You don't have to buy anything. I'd love to meet you guys. He's, he's the kind of guy that like when he's addressing an envelope and he wants to save time, uh, he abbreviates the word lane with just LN. Yeah, I live on Mulberry Lane, LN. Fucking dicks trying to save time. How about those assholes who insist on backing up into a parking spot? As opposed to just pulling straight in. You're not on, saving man. any fucking time. You're adding time to everybody's day. I don't, I don't back up into my driveway every day. Who backs to fuck? You're an idiot. There's a lot of idiots out there. Uh, now, are you doing something with your podcast? Like, uh, is it a mini pod? Is it a oh, short doing, pod? I've been What's doing it called? Small pods. Small pods. What it's is like that? Small, it's like smallpox. <laughs> but does that take place of a normal <laughs> episode? No, it's a five minute episode that drops throughout the week. Does it relate to the episode coming out? It's that a week? separate story. It's usually uh, if you're on, you do the full on Sunday, and then you tell us like a five minute or ten minute story, one or two, and okay. I'll drop it during the week. So, for example, let's say I took like it would be like if I took five minutes out of this show and then just dropped it as no. like a no, no, not, no, no, not no. at all. It's like completely that. separate. It's a completely separate recording. Okay. So it's just a story that nobody touched on, and then we right. and it's and it's strictly stories. It's not the meandering stuff that and I do. If I subscribe to your podcast, I get those automatically. Absolutely, and right. I have well over five hundred episodes of podcasts out there. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, and that's just a guess. I yeah. mean, I'm sure I have a lot more because I've been doing it for eleven years. Yeah, and I've been doing it. This is our ninth year, so we have like four. 55 or something. Yeah, yeah. All I right. haven't gone back to count, but they're out there. And I really thank everybody for listening over there or who moved over there or came over there from this show and, um, and people who've been with me the whole time who came over here from my yep. show. I love it. I Absolutely. Love the, I love the podcasting community. All right, so... And now that Conan O'Brien's on it, I'm very excited. <laughs> I just... <laughs> It just drives me nuts. No, get out of the fucking pot. You don't need this podcast. That television Conan, show. You have a TV a show. TV show. You have a production company. Get out. We don't I, need you. I know. You're it's ruining just, it for the other people. Uh, we've said this and before. That blonde chick from the House Bunny. Oh, Anna Ferris. Yeah. Done. Look, get out. Here's what's happening: is it's going to be hard for guys like us to get some name guests. Why? Again. I want to get Liz Fair on here, but if Conan wants to have her on, she'll be on. Oh, you but know I what? I'm sorry. Liz Fair just did Conan's uh, podcast down the street. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't have God her on. damn it. So it's just, uh, you know, 
they have to know there's value in sitting down with me. I, I think I do a better interview than Conan because he's uh, just talking to his stupid friends. Conan, who I love, terrible interviewer, fucking yeah, terrible. One of the worst. Not, one of the worst. He's not involved in that podcast. He just wanted yeah, to yeah. have something to him and put Fallon his name on. are the two fucking worst interviewers God damn ever. It, these guys. So. Um, yeah, but uh, I can say that because I don't think I work. Does Conan uh, take the file home then and edit it, edit it and, and upload it? So you do all that fucking stuff? Take out all the racist stuff you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. 2020, give us a whirl for $2 a month. I'd love it. Absolutely. And you'd make my, uh, you'd make my year. All right, this is a song I've played before, but it's a Jethro Tull song. It's also from that era of albums that I gave you. You're going out on a Jethro Tull song, even though you know I play Jethro Tull? Yeah, because I thought it would be common ground for both of us. Okay. Can we meet from on the, common ground? It's from the album Stormwatch, 1979. It's a, a slower song for Jethro Tull. This okay. one's called Home. Do you know this one? I have it. Thank you, Murray. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, guys. Here it is. As the dawn sun breaks, I love his voice. We gave him a reasonably uh, a reasonably timed episode too. They'll, they'll bitch about it. It's about ninety minutes. <laughs> too short. I love his voice. I'm fading down the mics, Mary. Yeah.